thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data. What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion with your host, as usual, D- Dapper Data. Um, today, I want to talk to you a little bit about our programming, right? In the past, I did a whole segment. It was just solo dolo. We talked about our programming. It was great. Um, that's something that's one of my favorite programming languages, mainly because I'm in data science. And we'll talk a little bit about, about how that actually changed. It was a whole mindset change when I met this person. So I'm bringing somebody on uh, that, that can help you all talk a little bit about our programming and the power of it, power statistics, and what they're doing to really help change the uh, community, help change, um, help change the world, you know. Uh, so uh, without further ado, I, I just want to introduce somebody that I met on Instagram. I was talking about uh, how I just met this person probably around what was it, July 2019 timeframe. Uh, I was just trying to connect with a lot of different data scientists and I actually came across this person, right? And this person right here, um, it was interesting because I thought for a long time that this person was a data scientist until she actually uh, 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 helped me out or helped me understand um, that our program is not really for data scientists only, but it's from a statistical standpoint that it's, it's important to understand that anything done with statistics, our programming can really help you out with that, you know? So we talked about everything from uh, supporting ourselves, supporting the community. Um, she's really helped me out with so many things. And I'll tell you one thing, if, if I ever have to communicate with her, um, it's, it's, a, it's a funny story because she will, she will actually tell me uh, as soon as I hit her up on Instagram or on um, direct messenger on Instagram, she'll tell me, hey, you need, to, uh, you need to invent something. You need to write a book. So she's very encouraging you know, uh, nonetheless, you know, so uh, again, you know, without further ado, I just want to introduce somebody that is an author and an innovator, um, an inventor, you know, an influencer, speaker, you know, thought leader, and, um, and, and he really encourages people to grow within their own passion. And um, great, great woman, um, um, Amy Moore, you know, so say hi. Hi, Amy. Hi, <laughs> thank you for that introduction. How are you? Doing good, doing good, you know. So Amy, you know, we met each other on Instagram, you know, but you have had years and years of experience, you know, in the field that you do. And you've also, um, uh, you're also, I don't know how you find time to do this. I don't know how you find time to encourage people, right? <laughs> you know, um, yes. because you, you do that, you know, and um, I really appreciate it. Uh, so tell them a little bit about yourself, Amy. I am the owner of More Statistics Consulting, which consults doctoral students um, for their, their, their dissertations, their doctoral work. Um, I also consult in statistical, uh, in your, your coursework as well. And I have some classes that, that I give through my, my company for those of, for professionals who um, want to increase their skill set in statistical programming and statistics. So I help professionals and I help doctoral students as well 
occasionally I'll get an undergrad or a, a master level student, but I help the people that come to me. Right, right. And, and, and I mean, you are very helpful at that. You know, I, I, I appreciate the help you've given me, you know, and um, I would like to say, you know, I, I went as far as um, when Amy reached out and she was willing to help me, um, I, I looked at some of the books she was selling and I said, hey, well, let me get this one book here because I just started getting into our programming and to statistics a little bit. She encouraged me to get statistics. But this book right here, I'm going to tell you right now, this book is probably, um, and you all know me, I'm not somebody that's going to just put information out there and it's not legit. You know, this book right here is official. You know, if you're trying to get your Thank feet you. wet, if you're trying mm -hmm. to do something that's just, you know, beginner level and you say, hey, look, I'm into statistics, you know, I want to learn a little bit about R or shoot, even to the data science level and you're saying, hey, R or, or Python, you know, this will help you make that decision for sure. And uh, it goes as far as, you know, I took this book, I read over it, went through some of the steps, you know, I knew a little bit about R already. So some of it for me was intro, but I, but I also um, already knew a lot of it, but I put this in front of my son, right? My nine-year-old son. And when I did that, this dude picked it up and said, dad, I love R programming, you know, and he just wow. said that, you know, and, and I've tried to teach him Python, but R was a little bit easier for him to understand actually. You know, and it was, it was um, you know, I guess it just depends on the person and stuff, you know, for sure. But, you yeah. know, he definitely was able to follow this book, you know, and mm -hmm. um, of course, I skipped past some of the intro stuff, like why our program and things like that. But uh, he took this book and he was able to say, hey, look, you know, I love it at the end. So that, I thought that was pretty, pretty dope, pretty decent, you know, and, and um, you know, he'll, that's his language they'll learn. You know, I'll, I'll bring up our studio for him, let him play around with it a little bit. And he'll do things it's so cool for him to take uh, an Excel spreadsheet, you know, which he might not know anything about Excel spreadsheet like that. But if he takes data that's in there and just insert it into something they see, you know, a studio like the, the R studio, you know, to be able to take that. And then now I can do certain things like uh, Hello World. Or I can do whatever it is that's following this book, you know. So he's a doer. That's his learning style. And it was easier for him to do that. Um, and he felt more confident with programming. You know, once that. So I thank you for that, Amy. Appreciate it. You know. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yes. And, yeah. And so, so you know, we talk about our programming, right? You got Python that's out there. I don't know if they taught you that um, in in school. Well, let's take it a step back, right? Uh, I talk a lot about data science, and I equated data science to our programming. But what did you go to school for, right? You went to school for something else that wasn't data science. Uh, biostatistics. Biostatistics, right? And, and so. yeah, so in biostatistics, you have all these different programs that are floating out there, right? There's mm -hmm. SPSS, there's Stata, right? Mm -hmm. At some point, um, I think, I forgot where I was. I was at uh, NYU. Mm -hmm. I was analyzing data and my boss told me, use R because the graphics in R are better than SAS. Back and forth about this. I'm like, <laughs> so he was an R person and I'm a SAS person. But I started wow. to see, yeah, I started to see, okay, this graph looks a lot better here. Right, right, right. So, yeah, so that's how I started out. And mm -hmm. then I went off to, to school again and we were doing Bayesian analysis. Mm. Okay. And we were using, um, 
what was the language that we were using? It's, it's we're doing Markov chain, mm -hmm. chain, and so we needed we used R for that. Yeah, mm -hmm. we used R for it. So that's you know, and we had no choice. That's what we were told we had to use. You know, when you're in right. this courses, the teacher yeah. the tone and says, "This is what you're going to use." Right, right. <laughs> I don't have any homework assignments turned in, and it's not the language. Right, right, right. So but, I had no choice. Yeah, that's that's, answer. Uh, you, uh, no, no, that's that's, that's, no that's, that's yeah, that's really cool. You know, I mean, because uh, sometimes I don't. I mean, that's something that we talked about before. They're not teaching it in the earlier stages. You know, in the course that you was in, the master course is like okay. Now they yeah. want to teach yeah. it. Now they want to force you to teach it. You know, but that's something right. that should be a part of the whole curriculum. The entire a time, bit, and right? it's not. It's not. It's yeah. Not. You know, yeah. and that's definitely interesting, you know, and more, most courses on data science include things like R. And it's always a talk mm. between R and Python for us within the data science industry. And that's the crazy thing, right? You know, for us is R or Python, you know, in, in the curriculum. Um, and then so we get the chance to choose which one we want to do. Now, I always say, well, if you're into something like Python already, then you go with Python. But if you're getting into data science and you're new and you don't know any language, I always say go with R, you know, because right. I think that it really helps you from that statistical route. You know, I think statistics is something that, that that's very important and it helps you with that, you know. And then you also get the charting and the visualizations and stuff like right. that, which is cool, you know. Right. So, you know, your thoughts on, so you got R programming, right, that you were basically forced to do in the industry and we want to say I guess that's around the master's time frame right right and then and I went to a biotech company and that's what they were using which is mm. when you think about it because mm. for R right so your entire company could be using a system that you did not pay for right, right? <laughs> okay so that's yeah. what they were using yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. How do you how do you deal with like the supportability of something like that? Because it's an open source out there, you know, and stuff that they you just had to be good at it and then be able to kind of figure your way out around it. Use the documentation. I, I look up things like crazy. Yes, I, I love statistical programming. Mm -hmm. It's been that way. So when I'm working with something and I can't figure out how to do something, I'll go on the Internet and look it up mm -hmm. for looking it up. Yeah, that's just a that's a gem that that is uh that should be a timeless gem, right? That that's <laughs> I mean now that you have the internet, you know, if if I don't teach my kids, if I don't, if my kids don't teach their kids that you need to use that as a resource and look it up because it's out there. It's just like okay, books are out there for you. Whatever it is, it's out there, you know, for you to to learn and educate yourself. And for me, I truly think our programming is one of the most uh, that's one of the resources out there that's just out there. You know, I see it a lot more than anything, right? You know. Right. Well, you know, this idea of looking up stuff, it, it extends beyond R, right? Mm -hmm. It's something you're, you're kind of raised to do, right? Mm -hmm. Someone would say, what, 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 how do you answer this? You know, I used to go to my dad and say, how do you answer this? You know, what's the answer to this? He'd say, go to those encyclopedias. I bought like 52 encyclopedias of it's got to be in there right 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 <laughs> that's a good point right there but i would be looking through all of these volumes and volumes of stuff you know and so it's training your mind to say okay i don't know the answer let me go look for it 
Okay. Because mm -hmm. I could probably get a better answer than if someone were to tell me what the answer is. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So with R, you have to do that. You have to look up the code and you have to go into it with an idea of what you want to get out mm -hmm. of, right? Because you yeah. key phrases in, in the internet and it's coming out and yeah. No, that's a great point. Thanks. Yeah. That's a great point. And so statistics though, I mean, to me, I'm going to be completely honest with you, Amy. I ran away from statistics for a couple of years when I, <laughs> when I was in data science. Uh, it's, it is a little bit intimidating, right? You know, but for me, it was because even though I like math, when you get to statistics, you talk about uh, uh, t-test, you talk about z-score, you talk about all these different things. It's like, what in the world? It's a whole different realm, right? So what made you say when statistics came God about, has a way of laughing at you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> all right, because in undergrad, I hated statistics. Uh-huh. I finished this course, of course I was taking an undergrad, I said, I will never see this again. Oh, man. I said, I will never see this again, and I walked off strong, okay? No, no I don't believe and, it. I don't believe it. <laughs> yes, I hated it. And then I, I graduated from undergrad, and I got into a pharma company, and I saw this department, and they were doing some interesting things. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what department is that? And they're like, statistics, because I was in the data management side. Mm. So okay. that side, after a while, I was like, okay, you know, it's interesting, but it's not, you know, it's not grabbing my attention. And so I started to get into programming. I started to teach myself some programming. I had mm -hmm. a boss who was like, go ahead and learn. So she let me learn. And I went back to school for statistics, biostatistics. That's how I got into it. Man. Oh, yeah. I'm so, I'm so surprised that, you know, when you hated it at first, and yeah. then you come back and you're like, if you even see the word statistics, right? I think yeah, I, I think it. I would have I think I would have ran from it until I got into data science and it was like, well, it made sense. To me, it has to make sense, right? You know, and, and right. what I mean by make sense is it has to actually apply to something in my everyday life that makes sense. You know, and so right. I hated math. Um, even though I did it, I was good at it but I hated it. I just wanted to pass the courses and stuff mm -hmm. until the, um, until the last class I, I was forced to, I had to pass. It was like calculus two or three or something like that or whatever. I had to pass it. This was an undergrad and I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, I'm doing bad in it throughout my entire, uh, class. And then they said, well, you have to pass this test and we'll forgive you on everything, all the other tests that you took before, the final exam right. you got to pass. And I said, yeah. look, I just need to know how it equates to everyday life. You know, what can I do in this world where I actually need something like statistics or whatever it is? And when right. they broke it down to me and from a, a calculus two standpoint, some of the stuff I was learning and they understand uh, something that I was really interested in was Madden football, right? Playing football, video games or something like that. And they said every character in there, you're broken into different triangles and stuff, you know, and, and it, I'm like, oh my God. So it got exciting to me. And so, you know, statistics had to be something exciting to me. And for me, it was, well, all right, I got into statistics. Uh, I started getting excited about it probably within the past year, only because data science right data science was exciting turning something into value being able to support the decisions you make you know period right. 
you know, with some statistics, that was dope to me, you know. But to see the word statistics in there, you know, and it was just, it's amazing to me that you decided to go to statistics afterwards, you know. Um. I was tricked. Because I, <laughs> I was focused on, um, my major in undergrad was biomathematics, okay? Oh, okay. It's, it's a mix. It's biology, you know, ecology, trends, population trends. You starting mm. This is in there, right? Population mm -hmm. trends. And I'm like, oh, I like this. Oh, you like this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> uh -huh. Statistics. Yeah. Then I went into statistics. And I dabbled in some uh, artificial intelligence during mm. the program. Yeah. So I did, you know, all of those, soft, used all those software packages and stuff. Man, so, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, so I um, so for me, I don't know if it's the same thing for you. I know when you deal with uh, helping people out in their doctoral program, I'm in, I'm in my doctoral program right now, and right. I just had a statistics course, uh, and okay. it wasn't specific to inferential statistics. It was just statistics in general, and then next, I have an inferential statistics course. did pretty good in it. You know, I just have a bunch of papers, and then they get hands-on and all that good stuff. Cool right. stuff, you know. But what I started learning was that statistics just the main thing is it applies to conducting like research and doing yeah. experiments and stuff. And I didn't know yeah. that, you know. And so, yeah. um, and and so that's where our programming comes into play, you know, for sure, you know. And and so that was just exciting to me, you know. So, uh, so from a statistics standpoint, how do you see statistics being used most commonly in the world? You know, do you see it uh, when you hear when you hear from your your people and, and when, when you're helping out the people that are pursuing their doctorate degree or, or whatever it is in the world where you see statistics that are being applied to you, where do you see it most commonly being used? Well, uh, well, one thing I want to note is that a lot of schools cannot afford these other software packages and they're moving to R. Mm. It's a fact. Um, mm. so that. And then the other thing is that, you know, people use statistics and research to substantiate their claims. So it's not enough to say, oh, I found this. Okay, right. well, quantify it. Quantify right. <laughs> found this. Uh -huh. And it's not enough to say, here's the p-value. Okay, you have mm -hmm. to give confidence intervals, you have to give more information than just, here's the p-value. Right? Right, So right. that's how I'm seeing it being used. Right, right. And, and no, that's a great point. You know, that's a, that's a great point and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and it's really that what I was talking about before the support factor, right? You know, it's not enough, like you said, to just make these accusations or just make this statement, right? You know, how do right. you back that up? Right. And there's no better way to back it up than the statistical research that you have done behind it. And when you're right. presenting that statistic, you know, it's like, People can't say Jack, right? They can't say anything, right? When, when, no, it's when it right there. Out. It's right there. Right? <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. The pudding is right there in front of your face. You know? Right. So, right. Yeah. But there are some articles that have come out, and they're not old publications, mm -hmm. and where you can see there are numbers missing. Mm. Right. So the numbers are not adding up, or they're using the wrong test, but it's still published. Mm -hmm. right? So you really have to know what you're doing because your but your audience is not a you know they're not foolish they're intelligent right mm -hmm. they can see if something's not 
right or not, you know, adding up. And the people who are publishing the research, they can see that, okay, this, we're not going to publish this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. You, you brought up a, a something that's important that I, 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 I didn't even think to bring up, but the accuracy of your presentation of the statistics, right? You know, do you, do you see that being something that is lacking, you know, in, uh, when you see it? I mean, when you're helping out the doctoral students, do you ever see that lacking, like it being accurate? The people that come to me are not getting the support that they need mm -hmm. from others. That's why they come to me. But more importantly, they're not familiar with statistics. Mm. So even if they were getting the support, the background, the math background, not everybody has that strong math background because math is behind all of this quantitative stuff. Mm -hmm. To do calculations with the calculator, right? Right, right. right. Add two and two together. So that's missing. That's what's missing. Yeah. No, that's a great point, you know. So I know we, we talked about before that you um, not only help out with uh, statistics and, and our programming, right? You wrote the book, you know, you, um, you, you, you focus in on helping doctoral students, you know, with statistics, right, and encouraging them. But I know we had a conversation in the past about um, really helping out women, right? Women yes. in this industry. And, um, and, and that's something that's not talked about enough, right? There's a gap, right? There's a there gap is. period, you know? And, and so where do you see the gap and women and statistics, and why do you see that? There's a, there's, it's, there's a fundamental thing going on, and this is what I think it is, is in, when you're in school, there's no one to stop you from taking a statistics course, okay? Mm -hmm. So you take the course, you get the degree, and then you have to get a job. Mm -hmm. And so if the jobs that are being advertised are looking for a language you've never been exposed to, then there's a you know there's a gap there, right? No, yeah. And if you can't find somebody, I mean, I know personally when I was an undergrad, there was no one to teach us who was going to share our languages with us or mm -hmm. SAS others. We had to go out and, and find someone who knows that, mm -hmm. and and ask them for a favor. Could you show me how? Right. <laughs> right. There was no tutoring. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, I think that that's one area that of concern is is having access to the information right and right right have access because you you can use the internet but someone should tell you what you need to know for a job for example mm. yeah mm. and you've been able to have you been able to uh help people with that being able to say hey look this is what yeah. you need to know specifically for yes. the, uh, dealing with statistics and r Yes, um, I have, I mean, the book that you just lifted up, the mm -hmm. Getting Wet With R. Right. The book I wrote specifically to get people through that, the hurdle of mm. knowing how R operates, more or less. Okay. okay. So that, that's the, the startup. And then you, if you continue, um, I have another book, actually, uh, The R Funk, that yeah. you could use to create your own functions and then run those functions in your program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, they're kind of like macros, like macros in SAS or these other languages. Right, right, right. Your program, yeah. 
So um, I'm not sure what my point was, but. No, we were just talking about, you know, that gap, right? You know, and then we were talking yeah. about. Cause that education. Gap, yeah. Education and, and, and having access to the information mm -hmm. is, is the, the problem, I think. Yeah, yeah. and do you yeah. think that, do you think that sometimes the information that is out there, I mean, we got the internet, anybody can search it, you know, but, but where do you see where um, um, the gender differentiation is, you know, because we look at like wages, right? You know, is there a gap in wages, you know, between gender, between genders when it comes down to statistical occupations or even um, like our programming or something like that, you know, do you see that as well? I, I mean, I, as a woman, I have experienced scenarios where I was paid less, mm -hmm. offered less for the mm -hmm. same role. So I, I have that, had that experience. But um, also when you're in a meeting situation and you're the only woman, you're the only woman of color, you know, it stands out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. We're, we, we, we're underrepresented, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so do you, um, I know you, you help out women, you know, and so you probably provide more of the encouragement and letting them know that they're, they're, they're building their confidence and things like that up with things like statistics and stuff, right? Because, um, yeah. because there's anxiety in it in general, right? You know, for me personally, I look at statistics and I ran like crazy, right? Everything statistically I ran. So I can only imagine right. you know, when there's already odds against you, you know, and then you're trying to get into a world where you like it, but there's odds against you, you know, that it can be discouraging, right? Here's the thing that's not said, but this is what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, you look at jobs that are out there in statistics, they expect you to have a PhD. Mm -hmm. And so that's the screen that they put up. But not everybody has a PhD. Right. Okay. So even if you're in a company where, and this happened to me, you're in a company where that is what you're told. You have to have a doctorate, but you see people walking around without a doctorate, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that, there's that, there's that. You see things, you, mm -hmm. you know? So um, the message that comes from that is, well, then I need to get the doctorate. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily, Yeah. but that's the message. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point you bring. So how do you think <laughs> we can start making that change, right? Like changing that gap, you know, and uh, being able to close that gap, you know, where you see there is a gender difference, right? You know, as far as uh, statistics out there, you know, where you see that um, we can start encouraging or, or building more the confidence, you know, in, in the generation in our community and also just in, in women as well. I think that if there's more, um, if we make the information more accessible to women, if we make mm -hmm. the information more accessible to groups that interest groups that are, are, do not have the information, mm -hmm. that that kind of help when they're going for an interview or they want a promotion, but they're, they're you know, they, they don't have the information. So yeah. I think that will help. Yes. No, that's a good point. And, 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 you know, the way I look at it is that uh, women, you know, have, um, well, in general, society in general, uh, we have a long way to go, you know, before um, we have e equal gender representation, right? Uh, and the field is being, it is very large and is growing um, expeditiously and stuff, you know. 
And uh, we just have a lot of hopeful trends to include women in the data science and the, the statistical industry and our programming. You know, um, they're building a lot of groups individually and things like that. But we had mm -hmm. to start from the educational standpoint. And I think with the kids, right? Like we look at the kids growing up, right? I mean, making sure that they're learning things like statistics at an earlier age, you know, however you want to, uh, uh, I guess, provide it to them. They can you can provide it in more of a fun, exciting way for kids or something like that. You know, our programming, like you said, I mean, why not teach that along with your your Java or your C++? I know those languages must be taught because that's more known, but why not throw a little sprinkle in there about R programming? You know, I would have rather learned R before I learned some other crazy stuff like Lisp or some old language that, I, that right. I'll never use Where ever. You can you can know? hear the computer like crackling right. in the background. <laughs> All right. It's like, is the data coming out? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to uh, to know that stuff, you know. But what about like mentorship? Do you think uh, uh, there should be more mentorship out there for things specific to our programming and, and statistics as well? I think it should be on the undergrad level. Mm -hmm. I think it should start there at least. I mean, it'd be nice if it was um, beyond, you know, high school, grade school level. Um, other places, you know, outside the United States. You know, kids mm -hmm. learning. They're learning programming, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's not foreign. It's not a foreign thing. It's not, you know, unusual. So why yeah. here? You know, I think that, you know, if people are comfortable with R early on, then it's not a big deal. And they could be working on something to improve it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? But if we have to wait for everyone to catch up, it's not, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I agree, you know, and um, and and we need to be more influential in the classroom environment, you know, for sure. Right. And yeah, uh, um, I have my son. I was just talking to you about it. He's he learned his language, but, uh, you know, he learned a little bit about the R language and you know, he thinks it's really cool, you know, and um, there's programming classes out there. Like you said, I mean, he has the programming class that he's taking programming right now. Um, uh, where he meets once a week um, and he sits down via Zoom and sits there in front of the instructor and they teach him not the actual syntax languages like R programming and Python and things like that, but he teaches them uh, more, they teach them more about um, some of the, the basic functionality behind it, right? Like algorithms and functions to start out with. Uh, to be able to have that foundation, and then they'll go into statistics. Well, they won't go into statistics. Sorry, they'll go into maybe Python programming, you know, or something like right. that. Because I think they look at that right now as one of the easiest languages to kind of learn. I think our programming is, you know, we have that battle. It's always R versus Python, you know. <laughs> they have right. that battle out there all the time. I don't know. Did they? Did they? Um, did they do a lot with R? When you were, I mean, not R, but Python when you were in school? Not at all. They, not they, all. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm dating myself right now, but uh, what was I doing? Um, Fortran? Pascal. Oh, yeah, Fortran, Fortran. And, and, and the way they, they gave it to us, it wasn't even delicate. You know, they just, uh -huh. <laughs> they throw it, they're like, um, homework is due in two weeks, good luck. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is the language. What is this? You know, so you have 
have no time to figure it out. And in fact, you know, in some fields that are similar to data science, like engineering, mm -hmm. an engineer has to learn so many languages, mm -hmm. right? That if you gave them R, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll get it. <laughs> I, le I learned it, you know? Right, right. So and, if it's that training, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you're right, you know? And, and so for me, I think more about how I don't care if you are if you are going to use a programming language uh, ever the rest of your life, right? You know, you right. need to learn a programming language, you know, at some point because it right. teaches you things that it teaches you how to think outside the box, like critical thinking and all that stuff yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I spent hours talking about algorithms and all that crap and I never knew what it meant to me until when I get older, when I got older and I started, uh, it, I, I didn't program for years. I was in an industry where I was just doing storage, didn't have to program at all, you know, but because I knew programming, nothing could really touch anything. They, it couldn't scare me, right? Nothing could scare me, right? I could do anything in the world. I could go, I, I think I remember trying to say, well, I can do, I can do accounting. I can do whatever it is. I can do anything in the world when programming came about and, and, and it challenged me the way that it did. And all it did was teach you, when you're thinking about algorithms, it just teach you how to think outside the box. You know? Right. And that's the everyday skill that you can learn in general, you know, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, where, where was I working? I was working somewhere and it was a one, one other biomath made she went to, to the same school actually mm -hmm. and she was using SAS and I said what are you doing and she's like oh you won't be doing this and mm -hmm. I'm like what is it uh -huh. <laughs> and I was like I to learn what that is so I, I did my own research mm -hmm. yeah I did my own research and I started to you know dabble mm -hmm. a little bit um yeah uh so what so what would you say your between SAS and R, right? What would you say is your favorite? Or is it a toss up? Yeah. I like how blunt R is. R is blunt, it will tell you. You just put a few words in, uh -huh. like five words, and it will just spit out all of this stuff. Uh -huh. That summary command is, is it will give it's you everything, everything, right? <laughs> everything, right? But with SAS, it's like you gotta set up the data set. You gotta make sure the variables. I mean, by the time you finished, you know what I mean? You could make yeah. several programs in R. Uh -huh. So I like I like R in that regard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, that's a great way to put it. I'm, I'm sure the audience will be like, man, that's yeah, that's a great way to put it and stuff. You know, that will make yeah. people probably sway more towards R because uh, it makes it more a little, a little bit more simplistic, you know, if you're looking. You at don't it. touch SAS unless you know programming for real, for real. Oh. And I'm not, I'm not insulting R people. That's not what mm -hmm. I'm doing. I'm saying mm -hmm. to you, it's so like spaghetti-like. Oh. If you don't know how to put things together, uh -huh. not going to come out. And sometimes it won't give you an error. It will just say, here's what you got. Oh, and then so whatever you so present, you it, might yeah. be looking ugly, right? You might be looking real ugly. You know, yeah. you're going to present it to the, the yeah. board and they're like, what is this, right? Uh -huh. But R, it's like, I think, I think R kind of reminds me of C a little bit. C, mm. 
little bit because mm -hmm. it's a little bit like to me it's object programming you don't mm -hmm. it's not sats right mm -hmm. the data sets of the window yeah yeah no it's it's it takes a little bit more imagination i think mm -hmm. visualize what you just put in there yeah where it is and what it's called so it's a little bit more uh yeah creative intuitive yeah so yeah. It, it's either one it depends on what i'm doing right right so do you would you i guess recommend um you know just your own opinion you know somebody starting out they're like hey you know i'm trying to get into statistics you know um but but i really don't know which route to take you know i just want to learn a language you know i just want to be you know get to get get that language embedded in me i want to learn one be good you know would you recommend r over over fast at that point r is more more relevant to today a lot okay. of people using it and you need to get with the times i mean sas mm -hmm. is always going to be there it's part of clinical trials mm. r starting to be part of clinical trials but it has a ways to go but i mm -hmm. think r is more universal and it's free you could just pick it up you can teach yourself R mm -hmm. and then go from there, right? Yeah, yeah. And speaking of clinical trials, I did yeah. yeah, I did hear about how R is very impactful in the healthcare industry as well. I didn't know that, you know, and, and then the clinical industry and stuff. SAS does have a free version, I, I have to say that. It does have mm. a free version. However, there's something about it. <laughs> Sometimes it's not reliable if there's too many people on the system it could like you know whoops you know you ever get yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoops <laughs> we're not here <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. right so i think r, r is more reliable in that sense yeah, it's not relying on all these people on r on the system at the time mm -hmm. yeah that's my opinion about that well, well no well thank you you know and i'm not going to hold you too long you know but thank you definitely right. for joining the podcast, you know, and I usually end with a dope data uh, gem or dapper data gem or nugget and stuff, you know, but if there's anything that you um, definitely want to encourage the newbies out there in statistics or, uh, or, or anybody, you know, women, you know, in statistics, you know, is, is there anything that you want to want to say to encourage them out there? Don't, don't, don't wait for someone to give you um, their blessing to go out there and improve yourself. Mm. just go out there and do it just right no no, no that, that's great you know that's excellent you know and so you know um thank you for that amy i appreciate it and okay. uh, you know for me i i usually again thank you for introducing me to to statistics a lot more than what i do you know Welcome. i'm glad you did it before before i got into my statistical course you know because i would not have right. been encouraged you know um, but from an R programming standpoint, you know, I, I've done Java, I've done C, I've done uh, C++, I've done Python, um, I actually taught myself Python, but R programming, um, once I learned all that R programming, I don't know if it just, it was something about it that just was very attractive to me and easy, you know, and so like you said, it's, 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 it's more on the latest, the cutting edge tools yeah, it is. out there. And that's great, mm -hmm. you know, and so that's where I encourage, I mean, you encourage everybody to be at, you know, try to be ahead of the game, you know, and uh, today you have millions of analysts, you have data scientists, you got researchers, you got different brands, you know, whatever it is, 
whether it's Facebook, Google, you know, Bing that's out there, but not really hyped up about, you know, but uh, all those different uh, brands that are out there are using R, right? And under the cover, they use it for like a lot of complex issues that are out there and stuff. And so even the applications that are out there that are using R, they're not limited to just one sector. So you got uh, finances, right? You talked about healthcare, you know, you are in the healthcare industry a lot more than that. And so you see it probably R, right? You know, you see it in e-commerce, you see it everywhere. So, you know, I thank you for providing your insight into this. I really appreciate it, you know? Um, and no so, problem. you know, uh, like I always end, you know, thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. And I'm your host, Dapper Data. Uh, you can reach me at Mr. Dapper Data on all social media, including LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever the social media is, I'm, uh, it's all at Mr. Dapper Data. That's M-R-D-A-P-P-E-R-D-A-T-A. And uh, Amy, you know, where can they reach you at? Um, morestat.com is my website. Uh, morestat20 is my Instagram. And um, my email is amore20 at morestat.com. Okay, great. And, and do you have any upcoming uh, classes or conferences or, or books that you want to? Uh, I have a nursing about? conference that's coming up. It's a, 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 a DMP practice conference. And mm-hmm. um, it's focused on COVID-19 and the impact of COVID-19 on, on DMP practice. And um, I just recently wrote a, a book uh, called Data Queen, which is mm-hmm. for nurses. And um, I also have Boss Lady. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. And, and also, don't forget, still got to get your feet wet with R as well. Yeah, they you need know. to get that book. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You want to start off with something uh, uh, great within statistics in general, but uh, data, if you're into data science, you know, you listen to my podcast a lot. You know, this book right here has, uh, can be a life changer for uh, people that are just starting out, you know. So thank you again, Amy for joining the Data is My Science podcast, you know, and uh, I look forward to, to, to communicating and to, to continue, continuing to work together. Okay, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, thank you. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion with your host, Dapper Data.